Hello sisters, this is Ola Davis with another episode of When Marriage Hurts Podcast. Um, So this episode is going to sound a little bit different. That's because if you are one of those that love listening to the intro music, um, you're not going to hear it on this episode and I apologize for that. That's because... As at the time of this recording, I'm actually packing to move to a different city. So um, I had my computer and everything packed up before I remembered that I was going to need a computer to edit this episode and add in the music and all of that. Anyways, um, yeah, so I just thought I'll let you know that. But we're still going to have a fun episode regardless, without the music. Okay, yes, so on this episode, I am, I just want to, it's going to be a short episode. Um, I just want to talk about something that's, uh, that I think is really important for us to know as, as women in abusive marriage, as women in, in abusive marriages. Um, especially as believers, there is something that's like, should I say imbued into a Christian woman where, when we are in distress, we just, we expect that the Lord is going to get us out of whatever mess we find ourselves in and of course, you know, God is a rescuer, right? He's a refuge. is our everything, essentially. Um, you know, for, for some women, they're still trying to figure out if what's happening to them is abuse. For others, they already know they've been abused. Um, they're just... They're just not sure what to do with that information. And it's easier to just bury one's head in the sand and pray and hope for the best. Um, But I'll tell you that in abusive marriages, praying and hoping for the best is not a strategy. It's not even wisdom. And the reason I say that is that you um, you don't just pray and hope things are going to change. Circumstances in our life do not change until we change. Now, that might sound pretty hot to you because you're probably thinking, well... I'm not the one that needs to change here. It's my abusive husband that needs to change. And when he does that, everything is going to be fine. Well, that is like an half-truth. The reality is nothing, no circumstance in our life changes until we change. And by, by you changing... What I mean is you need to change your perspective. You need to change how 
you even view what's going on in your marriage, in your life. Um, if you have been seeing things from the perspective of, oh, my husband needs help. He, he just needs help. He just needs someone to explain to him that what he's doing is abusive. He just needs um, some sort of counseling. He just, if the entire focus is on your husband and what he needs and and what's going to make him a better person you you have the wrong focus let me just say that um because when you're super focused on your abusive spouse you're not able to focus on you you're not able to focus on not only what's good for you, but also your own flaws too. Because, yeah, fine, you have an abusive spouse, but you're not perfect either. And I'm not, I'm not saying you're not perfect. I'm not trying to say that to put any blame on you. No, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not one to blame um, an abuse victim. But what I mean by that is that we all have things in our lives that we could work on, that we could improve upon, that, that we could get better at. And that's how we grow as human beings. That's how we become better people. But if you are stuck in an abusive marriage that takes your focus away from your own self-development where you are just completely focused on how to support and help your husband become a better person um sis not only are you going to lose yourself but your husband is not going to become a, a better person sadly <laughs> you can't want a good thing for someone more than they want it for themselves. I'll say that again. You can want a good thing for someone more than they want it for themselves. The sad truth is abusers tend to enjoy abusing even though they wouldn't admit to that. But they love to have that control over their spouse they love to be domineering they love to have power over their spouse so that's not something they're going to give up easily and if someone doesn't want to give something up you can't make them do it you simply can't and if you manage to it's just going to Breed more resentment, if not hatred. So that's why I'm saying it's not a selfish thing to focus on your own well-being. Actually, is is it would be irresponsible not to focus on your own well-being. You know, God. Everything that you have, God gave it to you. God gave you your, your gift, your, the, your talents, your 
um, the life that you have, you, uh, you know, strength, health, and all of that stuff, for you to be a good custodian over all those things. So if you aren't being a good custodian, and you're using the excuse of, oh, I'm just trying to support my husband to be a better person. I know that sounds all nice and religious. Um, but that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to grow as a human being as well. So if your time, your energy and everything is being drained by trying to help your husband be a better person god isn't in that actually it's the enemy that that tries to um that tries to push for that that tries to put that out there to look like it's a godly thing to do when in reality it's not it's a distraction from the enemy so like i said you can't want a good thing for someone more than they want it for themselves. And you know it also sort of borders on trying to control another person. I know that we never want to see ourselves as being controlling. It's the abuser that controls us. But when you push too hard. To try and get someone else be the way you want them to be. It really does bother on trying to control another human being. So that's why it's important to focus on you. Focus on your growth. Focus on your healing. Let go of that expectation of my husband is just going to have a miraculous, you know, turn around and let go of that expectation now when you let go of that expectation it doesn't mean that you're giving up it just means you're making a decision that whether or not things turn around in your marriage the way you want them to whether that happens or whether it does not you you are going to live a fulfilling life so that's what, that's just the whole thing about letting go of that expectation. Once you let go of the expectation of, oh, things are just magically going to turn around in my marriage. When you let that go, you are able to receive the, the freedom, the liberty, the peace, the joy that God has for you. You're able to receive that. With both arms wide open. So like I said. This is going to be a super short episode. I um, I just wanted to put this out this week. to For us to have like a mind shift. I know it's easier said than done. But it's doable. Because many women that used to be in your situation have done it. I have done it. Is to have that mind shift where you're like, it's time for me to start taking care of me. It's time to start taking care of you. 
God will not be happy to watch us waste away trying to make our husbands better people. So it's time to work on you. It's time to begin to seek help, healing, to begin to, to not only understand what's happened to you in the past, you know, X amount of years, you know, depending on how long you, you've been married, trying to understand that, trying to understand how to protect yourself and even you know if you have young kids teaching them to avoid the mistakes that you have made so it's it's just time to begin to invest in your future even if you're not in a position to leave your marriage yet if that's what you've decided to do you don't you don't have to leave the marriage yet to begin to improve yourself, to begin to learn new things, to begin to plan the future. So I know I didn't, I don't think I even mentioned the title for this episode at the beginning, but it, I would say it's all about shifting your focus from the abuser to you. Yeah, it's time to shift your focus. You're being drained by dwelling so much on your husband and the way he treats you. It's draining. It's time to shift focus to what makes you a better person. Shift focus to healing. If you are not in a position to leave your marriage yet, but you do want to leave at some point, shift focus to how, you know, the small steps you need to make to get to that point where you can actually leave. Shift focus to what it's um, thinking about how to protect your children, right? So it's time to shift focus. You've prayed, you've sobbed, you've hoped, you've believed that your husband is going to change. But as of today, he hasn't. It's time to shift focus. We're all going to be accountable to God to how we live our lives. And, you know, the fact that we married an abusive man isn't going to be an excuse for living a mediocre life. I know that sounds pretty harsh, but it's the truth. It's not going to be an excuse for living a mediocre life. So we do not want to live a mediocre life. Your life matters. Your life matters. God didn't put you on this earth to be completely distracted and worn out by an abuser. Okay, I am going to stop the episode there because I promised it was going to be a short one. 
Um, I hope that this episode has really spoken to you and gets you thinking and gets you into some kind of motion or action, a step towards fulfilling your own destiny. And until the next time that I come your way next week, I want you to always remember that Jesus loves you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Have a good week.